Hey, this is Phil Yanov with the Tech After Five podcast, and we have got a great show for you today. We're going to talk to you about an awesome free program that'll help you up your skills. But before we get to our guests, let me introduce my friends and co-hosts. I've got Carol Hamilton with me. Hello, Carol. Hi, Phil. Nice to see you. In the purple. She's in the purple over the Thames still. <laughs> I love that location. Um, and uh, then, of course, my old pal, Scott Pfeiffer with Strategy Business Consulting. And I think he's sporting a mug again today. Did I not see a coffee mug? Oh, there we go. Excellent. Nice. Branded mugs are required for <laughs> podcast things like that. So pretty good to see it. All right, we are getting ready. We're going to talk to Katie Miller today. Katie is here to talk to us about SC Codes. Katie, welcome to the Tech After Five podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, we are excited to have you. I think this is just a great idea, and I think it is wonderful to have. I know that you are new to the position of being the advocate and program director for this. So, um, all right. So let's imagine, let's do the quick thing first so we're not losing people at the beginning. Let's tell them really quick what SC Codes is. Yeah, absolutely. So SC Codes is a nonprofit that is dedicated to providing free coding education to anyone in South Carolina. So our goal is to um, lower any barriers into careers in technology by having a free online self-paced curriculum as well as um, now during COVID times, virtual uh, classes with mentor instructors. And then once this is hopefully passed, we'll go back to in-person throughout the state um, cohorts. Yeah, so, I mean, that's great. And I'm sure everyone here has got more questions for you, but let me open up with the first one. I mean, there was a pivot, right? I mean, you guys did the, you were, I mean, it's, this was an in-person kind of program and now it's not, how's that working? Yeah, so it's definitely been um, an interesting transition and I came on kind of right in the middle of it. And so um, we've always had the online option. So where you can do this on your own schedule, on your own time. But um, as, as we know, a lot of people need a little extra handholding and need someone to help guide them through that for that accountability. And so when they run into a stumbling block, they don't just give up on it. And so um, what was happening was we partnered with libraries and businesses across the state and we're doing in-person classes. And so um, since uh, I joined the SC Codes team about six weeks ago, I have been really focused on increasing the number of virtual options. And so this week we launched a six week front end basics cohort and we've got some one-off classes happening. And so we're really just trying to, like you said, pivot to offer the same type of feel um, so you can connect with your classmates and you can connect with our mentors, but doing it all via Zoom. Yeah, uh, I know that this is a, um, you know, I feel like this has worked really well for us for Tech After Five to make that pivot into Zoom. I mean, it's kind of neat because we've had the opportunity, you know, for people to come where they, you know, we essentially eliminated drive time for them and all those other things involved. Are you feeling the same way about that for this? I mean, are, are you seeing that? And I know you're in the beginning pieces of this. Yeah, absolutely. So um, when I actually published the first couple of virtual events, they filled up within 24 hours with a wait list. And so um, there's definitely the demand and now there's that 
that barrier of yeah travel is gone and so we really can reach people in parts of the state that maybe we didn't have an in-person opportunity for back pre-covid and so um but that being said i'm continually trying to figure out how do we continue to offer more and more opportunities um, because there's such such a high demand and we have just limited mentor instructors but um, working on that then they're all volunteers and so i am also working on bringing a volunteer coordinator onto the team who's really going to help us increase those mentor instructors uh, numbers and involvement so I'm listening to this. I can hear your enthusiasm, Katie, and it's really fun because I, you're clearly on the cusp of something that is such a, a huge wave that's happening right now. And I'm wondering how much experience, so I know we're talking to a predominantly tech crowd, but we're also talking to people in their lives who might not be the tech professional. Is this something that could be recruited from, I'm not, you know, I know how to do an email, but I don't really know much, <laughs> anything else about coding other than how to spell it. Where do you step into yeah. it? Absolutely. So every course uh, pathway that we offer begins from a completely beginner level, assuming no prior coding knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so we really ease our learners into it. So they start off with a very short class, just kind of the high level overview. Uh, and if they enjoy it, then they can move on to the more, uh, more intensive classes, but they're still catered to those people who are trying to either make a career transition or want to add the skill to their resume, or if they are just want to build their own website or start their own business, we're, um, we're very committed to making sure that anyone who wants to learn to code has the opportunity. So cool. So cool. Yeah. I think it's a um, neat kind of thing. Uh, go ahead, Scott. What coding languages uh, can I learn <laughs> at the code school? Yeah, so uh, we're always adding to our course curriculum, um, but currently we have it focused on um, HTML, CSS, JavaScript. And actually, we just did a soft launch on Monday and we'll be doing a full launch next Monday for our uh, React course. So that's gonna be a much higher level course, but um, that's kind of gonna complete that front end development pathway. And then we also have um, Ruby on Rails um, for the more back-end side, and then Java, and we're working on a Spring course as well. Amazing. Wow. Lots of stuff. Um, what do you need, Scott? Do you, need, you, need, you said you need developers right away, right? So you got to, what, what are the skills they're looking for? Uh, SQL mostly. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we do plan on, you know, really the sky's the limit. So we plan on digging more into kind of like the data science side of things yeah. um, at, at some point for sure. And, and everything that we offer is based on the South Carolina job market because we want to make sure that whatever skills we're providing, these folks can, uh, it can lead to that first step of a tech career. So does the Department yeah. of Commerce help you with figuring that part out? Um, yeah, and a lot of it... Um, a lot of it is, yeah, based on numbers from the from the Department of Commerce. They're a big supporter of ours, and um, the background of the the founding team has been in this same space, but uh, more specifically when it uh, with boot camp style programs. And so the research, um, we're all really familiar with, like the research and the demographics. And I came from a program where you know I'm meeting with 
you know, advisory board members and getting their feedback and saying, hey, what would you like to see offered uh, in that was Charleston specifically, but it really mirrors those same skills throughout the state for the most part. Is there an age bracket you're, you're aiming at? Um, I miss, this sounds like adults in, when you say job market. Yes, so it is definitely geared towards adults, um, but we have had some high schoolers on the platform. And so it is, you know, we're open to that, but we have not really catered anything for the K through 12 crowd yet. Um, but we are mainly focused on those career transitioners and just filling the workforce here Fantastic. in our state. Yeah. Thank you. you know, I was just sitting there thinking about the K through 12 crowd. I like that in a way, because, you know, if I could get my kids in this program right away and get them working, Right. Um, you know, that'd be awesome. <laughs> kind of way I'd like to see. You know, they got a little bit of, it, you know, because they're doing the whole virtual school thing. I don't know, maybe there might be opportunity for it. But I like that. So, uh, your it's, part of your program is that you're doing outreach then to figure out what the skills are that people ought to be doing. So, I mean, you're, to me, it's like it's not just that you're offering classes. But you are, but you are also offering some sort of guidance on where you, what classes you might be wanting to take in order to be able to get employed as quick as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And so we, um, you know, someone can go on and just kind of do their own thing, like I mentioned. But as far as the guidance piece goes, we have many ways for anyone who's interested in the platform to connect either one-on-one -on -one or in a group setting with these volunteer mentors. And so if they aren't sure where to start, or if they aren't sure what careers are, would be open to them learning these skills, they have a large network of people that they can reach out to and ask. Um, and so we also focus on, you know, when you're done with taking several modules on SC Coates website, what is that next step? You know, are you ready to build your portfolio? Are you ready to, you know, go into an internship or an apprenticeship? And so we try to help them basically complete the loop from starting a new skill to landing that first job. Excellent. You say this is for South Carolina residents. With it being fully online, how do you uh, enforce that or police that or whatever? So we're not doing a great job of that yet. Um, so that's kind of like on the docket. Um, we, you have to put your zip code in um, as part of the registration. You could easily just Google a zip code in South Carolina and get on the platform. And so um, we are actually trying to figure out now that the platform has grown so much um, that we have almost 8,000 users on the platform right now who've registered. So now we are trying to say, okay, before our numbers just explode um, outside of South Carolina and because we obviously want to put those resources to the folks here in our state, right. we are working on some ways to kind of verify those users. What kind of demographics are you seeing using the platform and are you doing anything specifically to reach out to um, underserved or underrepresented uh, underrepresented demographics? Yeah. So as of now, our marketing efforts have been a little um, lax, maybe is the best way to put it, honestly, because this platform has just kind of like grown without the need for marketing. Um, but and we have unfortunately very limited demographic information at the moment. However, 
one of our grants for um, this upcoming 2020-2021 year is focused on the Appalachian regions of our state. Oh, and so these fantastic. are yeah. So these are, you know, communities that have, you know, well below the median like level uh, income levels for our state and don't have access to many educational opportunities, don't have access to necessarily many job opportunities. And so we're really trying to focus on those counties um, specifically over the next year to hopefully increase the number of people on the platform, increase the number of people who completed these courses, and then hopefully connect them with employers. I just have to drop in a, a quick story. Uh, we did a TEDx Corbin, which was the first TEDx in, in Appalachia. And everybody, when they first, the, the, the founders came up with it, they said, how are you going to sell tickets? You know, nobody's going to buy them. They sold out in less than an hour and they were standing room oh, only wow. at the day. So never underestimate that job market. They are brilliant, really excited, very eager to put businesses to work and to be working people in that area. So yay i'm really glad to hear that thank you for your yeah. efforts yeah absolutely great. we're excited about it yeah that's, that's going to be kind of exciting to you know to have eight thousand people sort of register on the platform now i guess the thing is then is sort of shepherding them through the process right getting them involved in the classes and taking classes and do that kind of thing how do you guys do that and so um right now we are really just pushing that mentorship. And so we encourage them to join our Slack channel. We encourage them to request a one-on-one -on -one mentor if they want it. We do, you know, of course, like email drip campaigns and, you know, nurturing on those more traditional routes. But it's definitely something that like I'm working on and, you know, we as a team are working on how do we get those people to complete a course or, you know, when they do get stuck, they don't just never come back to it. So it's definitely, it, we're far from, uh, you know, having that perfected, but we are uh, always a work in progress towards that. Well, I just like the idea that you've got 8,000 simultaneous running experiments. So you've got people to work on on that, right? And I'm, I'm a yep. little curious too. I mean, I know you came out of this, I mean, you're in previous gigs, right? You did this on a for-profit environment. The resources available to you were very different. Um, yep. <laughs> so how do you, I mean, are there, I mean, what are you learning in the spot now? I mean, how do we, I mean, I'm like you, I want to help people get this done. What can be done, right? Yeah. Um, I have, honestly, this is like the perfect gig for me because there is a lot more resources for the nonprofit or for the for-profit side, but um, it's all comes down to that bottom line. And so I'm, I was very limited in the amount of people um, that I could reach. So, you know, if you don't have twelve dollars to $14,000 and three to four months full time to dedicate to a program, you're, I can't help you. And so right. I turned around, uh, turned away so many amazing candidates and would have been wonderful students and would have been wonderful developers um, simply because they couldn't afford it or didn't have that flexibility in their schedule. And so this is while Yes, we have to kind of constantly, you know, apply for grants and kind of work on that funding piece. It's so refreshing to be able to open it up to literally, you know, anyone in the state. And so I, I feel strongly that this will um, hopefully encourage more diversity in the tech workplace, um, because right now, you know, there's just there it's lacking. And so whether 
So it, I think that from that perspective, even though the, the, you know, those, that big amount of capital is not behind us, this program I think has much further reach with those limited, more limited resources. Um, so yeah. I, yeah, I don't know if I actually yes answered your people. question. No, I mean, but you can say yes to a lot of people that you couldn't say yes to before. So that's exciting, I think. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Do you gather any data on uh, employment rates or employment success for your people who've completed your courses? Not yet, but that's kind of one of those like goals mm -hmm. um, of mine and of the program. And so we're very startup-y still, you know, we're in our infancy and we are a very um, small team. And so we are definitely working to implement and be able to say, hey, this is our success rate. And be able to go, especially when, we, when it comes to getting employers to buy in to, hey, this person learned these skills on our platform, give them a chance, which is always a hard conversation to have to get that employer buy in. But I think the more successes that we have, the more we can, um, you know, show that, yes, this is an effective way for these individuals to learn these skills. Sure. Do you re do you um, do any work with employers who've maybe already hired someone to get, you know, to train their team? I know like some of the companies I work with, they'll hire a new developer. They'll hire them in the customer service area where their their knowledge needs to be minimal but then they'll want to plan on how they're going to train that person up to become more of a full-time developer. Do you do any of that? Not yet. Not formally. Mm -hmm. um, but we are working on some, um, oh, my apologies. But we are working on some more B2B training opportunities and things along those lines so we can help. And we're actually working on a very exciting um, I don't know how public this is. It's going to be fine, though. Um, very exciting <laughs> um, apprenticeship program. Um, Good. that we're, yeah, we, we know that there's a huge need in this state for a development specific apprenticeship program. The ones that exist now, you know, are, you know, two years long and that's a very hard sell for an employer to take mm -hmm. someone who's just spent a few months learning and commit to that time frame. And so we're working on specifically for those non-traditional students to be able to get those real life hands-on skills. We've got a great podcast on the Arkansas Center for Data Sciences apprenticeship program that you can listen to. Oh, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, plug. I think the real, I think, <laughs> A, I like the shameless plug, but what I love even more about that is that program was based on a program that Lonnie Emmert built in the state of South Carolina first Ooh. and uh, then took it over to Arkansas. So, I mean, they're really strong with that. So that's good. Yeah. I'm, I think this is kind of, this is very much an exciting moment, right? I'm, uh, you know, lucky for all of us, right? That uh, something happened, which is generally a bad thing. I mean, it's a bad thing. I get it, but it may, it zoom trained a whole bunch of people and now they're ready to take this training in a way they weren't ready to take it before perhaps, or didn't think it possible or, or whatever. I, I just think that, I think it is, it has opened up some opportunities for learning and connecting that people didn't see happening in their lives before. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I would imagine one of your limiting factors has got to be the ability to recruit enough mentors. Yeah, I was going to yes. ask to run these cohorts. Absolutely. Talk about that. Yeah. I'm so sorry if y'all hear that Slack call that just keeps mm -mm. pinging through. Okay, great. We don't. <laughs> we oh, wonderful. Um, so, yeah, so mentorship, uh, you know, we are very limited by 
the number of mentors that we have. Um, but even more so than that, it is those opportunities for engagement. And so because we have moved from all of these multiple events happening on a weekly basis throughout the state to a much more limited amount of virtual classes, some of the mentors have kind of fallen off. Um, and I think a lot of that probably has to do with they're going through career transitions and this yeah. craziness as well. Yeah. And so, you know, we definitely are working on recruiting more. We're always recruiting um, and then also training um, the ones we've identified that might be good instructors who maybe haven't taught before, but who have been in working as a developer for at least, you know, five-ish years, um, and then bringing them in to lead these virtual cohorts. Um, and the other, the other piece of that is really, it's very difficult to actually get the learners onto our Slack channel and to engage with the mentors. And so um, we're kind of trying to attack it from both sides. Um, so I don't know if it's, oh, this is another app I have to download. I don't know what Slack is. This sounds awful. And so um, trying to overcome those barriers to get wanting to work to in tech, them. they probably ought to, you know, figure out how to e use Slack. <laughs> exactly. And so <laughs> like, this is a skill that you should have. Um, There's a terrible name for an app, but I don't think Stuart yeah. Butterfield asked me that when he put it together. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it really kind of is both sides of that coin is really just trying to get students engaged with the mentors, but then obviously the more that that happens, the more mentors we are going to need to have, um, you know, in our, in our back pocket and on the platform. What, like if I was a developer with more than five years experience and I wanted to give back and be a mentor, what is, uh, how do I do that? And what, what, like, what's the requirement? How much time, much of my time is this going to take? Yeah. So, um, you basically go onto our website. There's a mentorship form that you fill out and says, Hey, I'm interested in mentoring. And then um, I, as since I've come on, I've uh, set up a quick call with everybody that um, is interested in joining and go over kind of what it is that they're, can, they consider themselves a subject matter expert in, um, kind of go over all of the ways they can get plugged in and really base it around their schedule. And so we, you know, we're just so grateful for these folks who want to give back. And so we're, we work with them for as little or as much as they want to volunteer, whether that's I'm going to commit to, you know, being on Slack for X amount of hours a week or a day to, um, you know, just let me more of a informal, but like if you need someone who needs help with, you know, Python or something. So we don't have it on the platform, but we have mentors who are well skilled in that area. So we can connect kind of more one-on-one -on -one in that way as well. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm hearing very clear call for, for more students as well as more mentors. We have a really great tech community here and some of whom might not be as comfortable with the in-person mentoring piece. Is there, do you, are you looking for data miners? Are you looking for people to work back in the house for you? Or is that, is that the, the right step for you now? Or is that, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm listening to Scott and I'm thinking he has built so many amazing <laughs> ideas just in this conversation. And then it makes me go, okay, so what's on the wish list for this Christmas? You know, what oh, yeah. are you looking Absolutely. at? Absolutely. That's actually, I have not, um, really considered that much. And so I think that that's, I would definitely be open to um, more back of the house volunteers. 
Um, again, like I said, we're a small team and we wear multiple hats, all of us do. And so any, um, especially, you know, if they're, they want to use their expert expertise to help us in that way, I would absolutely be open to that. Wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I think this is a fantastic opportunity. And when I started with this, I thought, hey, let's tell people about the program so that they might have an opportunity to get in and get some coding education they might not have otherwise had access to. But now I'm finding opportunities for mentors. And I feel like we've really got a give back community. That's one of the things that we see in our Tech After Five folks. They are trying to help each other. That's why we do what we do. So uh, this is a call not to just become a student, but to become a mentor in this and help other folks uh, make that part of their career, right? It's why we are here. I love this. Yes. Let me know. I will, I will use you for sure. Well, we're going to, we're going to, so we'll, uh, I mean, I just think that's one of the things, of course, uh, it, the onboarding, we'll talk about that. So if I, obviously, if I want to find out about the program, it's sccodes.org, S-C-C-O-D-E-S.org. Um, is there a special path if I want to be a mentor or can I find that quickly by hitting the same website? It's same website on the top. You'll see a mentorship button. Take your rights right to a very, very basic, quick form to fill out. And then I will reach out to you once I get your information. Wonderful. Okay. Super. All right. Katie Miller, sccodes.org. I think you're doing the good work and uh, we're excited to have everybody. I mean, there's so much opportunity here, I think. And this is what a great onboarding path for folks who want to start their career in tech or maybe make a pivot, a turn in their career yeah. towards tech and get the skills they need or to become a mentor. They can reach out to you in sccodes.org. Thank you for being our guest today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was a fun conversation. Oh, super glad to have you. Um, we know how to get a hold of Katie Miller, but I got my friends Carol Hamilton and Scott Viper here. Carol, um, before we go, how do people get more Carol in their life? They can find me at hamiltonthinktank.com or they can also connect through LinkedIn at Carol Hamilton Live. Thanks. Excellent. And my pal, Scott Viper. You can email me at strategybusinessconsulting at gmail.com or find me on LinkedIn where I'm just Scott Pfeiffer. Excellent. Uh, I am looking for awesome tech people to come join us at Tech After Five. We've had some incredible meetings. Thank you for showing up and reaching out and helping each other. I mean, it just continues to work really well. We're in multiple cities and, uh, you know, doing the local community, but you can jump around with us and visit other places if that's something you would like to do. And that opportunity is open to you as well. Easy to find us. It's techafter5.com, either ta5.com or spell it all out. We make both of those work for you. I'm Phil Yanov, and we will see you next week. Thank you. <laughs>